All right, Lisa, it's your turn. What am I doing? What am I doing? The full intro? Yes. It's it's yeah. it, you, you're as bad as Tommy. What what do I you do? You just said that. Do? You just did it, Michael. No, that was the intro to the, sh the the beginning of the show, not the cold intro. The short. What are you new? I am Phil Connors. It's her first first time doing it. God. <laughs> Plus, you got to put you got to put your money where your mouth is. You said you were observing the whole time. You got to tell us what we just did. <laughs> yeah. Did you pay attention? Yes, I did. Shut up. <laughs> Prove it. All right. So this week on Three Sides of the Coin, first of all, you have all four of us. Which that is my New Year's resolution, by the way. I'm putting Do all of the shit aside and to have all of you. A three sides foursome. Yes. It's like a big sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> like a triple decker sandwich. Buoyancy. <laughs> Art supplies the mayo. Oh my God. Oh, oh. Wow. <laughs> Well, that was quick thinking, Michael. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. I think I just silenced Mark there. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to tell you once we hit, hit stop record that I, something I was going to say that I'm not going to say. Anyway. finish it, Lisa. Anyway, on this week on Three Sides of the Coin, like I say, we have all four of us, but you also have the awesome Billy Rowe from buck cherry and jet boy on to talk super cool stuff and marco's fanboy that's all you need to know mm -hmm. that's it that's all you need to know people happy 2023 bitches Woo. Awesome. this is three sides of the coin talking all things kiss i want to rock and roll all night you're listening to Three sides of the coin. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Three Sides of the Coin. You got the four of us, and we got a guest this week, Tommy. And he, well, we didn't do a show last week because no, it was no. it was New Year's Eve week, and I was still feeling a little bit uh, because of what I've been going through for the last month. Actually, this is the first time in about a month that I feel good. Oh, that's good. I feel good. Yeah, you take it. You know what? You take feeling good for granted. Yeah, and, <laughs> until you feel like crap for a month, <laughs> then then you're like, how come I didn't enjoy just feeling good and being able to sleep without waking up every two hours? Breathing. That's, that's yeah. the key as we get older to life is appreciating great moments like that, stupid stuff like that. Just feeling good getting up in the morning and not having five things go snap, crackle, pop, you know? Yeah. What? Not having to take like six pills to feel good. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So no comments to read. Um, I don't think there's anything. Has anything popped up in the kiss world in the last couple of weeks? Everything's been really quiet. It's, it's been very quiet. Yeah. Hold on, think Paul did. Year, Paul you know, did, give it a minute. Paul did did briefly mention. Um, hopefully, oh, the, du the Dubai thing. Yeah. I saw that. I just saw that. Yep. Oh, what what was said? He said he's going to get to the bottom of it. He's going to look. He's looking oh, yeah, into I it, and we'll get to the bottom and get back on it. I mean, that's great that he acknowledges it, but I 
kind of, I mean, feels like lip service, basically. Well, he, I'll put it this way. No member of the band has come out and said anything publicly yet. No, that's time. true. Doc has, but no, you're right. Nobody in the band, but it would be nice if they clean that up. They, they really have to. I mean, you know, it is what it is. But uh, And look, guys, I mean, this is business. That was a third party. But at this, we talked about it on the show. But at the end of the day, it's still Kiss. Buck stops with Gene and Paul. It's their name on that product. Yep. So, anyways, you know, that's all. I, you know, really, we can add. But Paul is aware of it. I, we do know Doc's aware of it. May I, I? You know, look, the wheels of justice sometimes don't move very fast. So, um, especially if there's a, a whole bunch of contracts involved, because. Somebody who might be at clearly at fault is going to fight like hell to not be at fault based declare, on what a contract yeah, says. Or declare bankruptcy or there's yep. so many. Yep. Again, this is the music business and this is a business thing. No, not everything and, works out well in business. Absolutely right. Matter of fact, hey, Mike uh, and, and Tommy and Lisa, if you guys saw that, uh, I don't know, there was a book that was, I don't know, supposed to come out and um now there's all kinds of uh you know um still people. working on it still yeah. uh, you know and actually it's funny you brought that up because i was looking through our uh our past episodes on youtube and it's like it was three years ago we recorded a whole episode that was an update on why there is no magic and why there won't be any magic three years ago we said that and it was like over Seven years ago, maybe, maybe eight. I'm not wrong. Either seven or eight years ago, where we did the interview and we said this ain't happening. Well, and the thing is, is it's gotten ridiculous to the point. Like I always think of that episode in Mash, where Klinger keeps trying to he tries to get out of the army the whole time he's in, but that he's sitting with with Henry, and Henry's like, "Oh, this is one of my favorites." Yeah, the family dead, the other half pregnant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He pulls out all these letters of uh-huh. this person died, this person's pregnant, this person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, 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 that's what it is now. You know, I, you know, sad, sadly, I think we've reached the point of everybody's given up. I was gonna say, did you expect everybody has just given up on it because it's never happening, you're never getting your money back. And he got away with $250,000. And, and I, I, somebody actually posted somewhere a copy of the letter they got back from the Texas Attorney General because they filed a complaint. And the Attorney General said, well, we tried reaching out to the party and they never responded to us. And we basically have to tell you nothing's going to happen unless you want to get a lawyer and do this on your own. Right. And nobody's going to get a lawyer for 150 bucks. That's what it comes down to. Cause individual granted he might have $250,000 in total, but it's $150 that an individual, maybe 300 if they bought two books. Yeah. That, like that, a- that's, that's, that's not even one hour of a good lawyer's time. Yeah. So if he had written the book, at Camp Lejeune, <laughs> you guys might have a lawsuit. Yeah, but- if he was drinking water at Camp Lejeune while writing the book, Tommy nails it. 
Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I I don't know. I'm just. I don't. I think it's this is written off. It's completely dead. It's never happening. Um, None of us are happy about this. We're no. Not we we feel bad for because many of you are friends of ours that spent the money for this. Some of you bought two or three copies because you're picking them up for friends or whatever. Trust us, we're not thrilled about this. It's just you, we have to talk about it from time to time because it's it's so comical. Well, and people still bring it up and still ask, and it's like, oh, no, not no, nothing's nothing's changed. Nothing's going to change. Um, it 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 doesn't take somebody. I'm going all the way back to our first interview in 2015. It doesn't take somebody seven freaking years to write a book. Doesn't, especially a book that they kept saying, almost done, just a few more pages. We're almost done. We're almost done. For seven years, it's almost been done. It ain't done. It's now we're close to being done. And yeah. Chalk this up as a bad lesson. Yeah, I mean, fortunately, the the four of us collectively took our own advice, and none of us sent our money in for that. Nope. So, um, and I've heard, you know, over the years, I've heard from many people who took our advice and didn't send their money in, and have sent, you know, each one of us personal thank yous for, you know, saving them the money and. We've also seen it when people were like, I ordered it just despite, just in spite of you guys. And you to guys prove you guys it. wrong. It's like, yeah. great. Yeah. Good job. You proved a lot really, there. That one, yeah, that really hurt when you did that. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm in pain right now. <laughs> Look, man, um, I still, I still hope somebody, I hope you guys get your stuff, but you know, this certainly wasn't worth uh, the headache, you know? Um, well let's put the, it's never going to be it whatever if something ever does show up it will never be oh my god i'm glad it took eight years to write this because it's phenomenal it will never live up to that never no. plus if you you know if you guys go on various sites including the site that we can't talk about the you know a lot of those a lot photos of those are out photos there are out there i know so you know is what it is you know so Anyways, yep. Um, Michael, what about our great guest today? Yeah, so we got a returning guest, Billy Rowe from Buck Cherry and Jet Boy is back, and uh, it turns into a little bit of a fanboy fest. A little bit by Mark, even a little bit by Tommy, even a little bit. I mean, these two guys kind of turned it into a Buck Cherry podcast. I observed. I was the observer. And I watched everything good observing. I watched well, everything. yeah, you're you're it's always good just to observe Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I think they just I think they're amazing. I really do. By the way, Tommy, yeah. I love the new pics. That 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 background's awesome. I know, right? I know, isn't that awesome? That's because I'm sitting at my home office and all there is is a brown wall behind me. In Scottsdale, Arizona? You remember David Lederman used to in my, the top 10 from the home office in Scottsdale. Home office. Um, yeah, no, Billy's back. We talk Buck Cherry. We talk um, Jet Boy. We talk about the Kiss Cruise. 
Um, yeah. You know, there's Mark and, and Billy really geek out on a lot of other music and other bands. Um, surprising, eh? <laughs> yeah, su- real surprising. I mean, this is another well-rounded rock and roll discussion, I think. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's just five rock and roll fans getting together and talking about bands they love. And Billy has a poster that Mark doesn't. Oh, I had it at one time. Very exciting there, yes. Oh, you did have it, actually. Oh, okay. I did have that one at one time, but that's what I mean. I I sold it, and but the one I, I just couldn't, you know, yeah, couldn't sell it. That one, uh, that one. When it, ah, we'll talk, we'll save that for another day. So. Okay. All right. All right. So let it roll, Billy Rowe from Buck Cherry and Jet Boy. Sidesofthecoin.com. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your support. Three sides of the coin. We got a rock star joining us. Return engagement. We got Billy Rowe from Buck Cherry and Jet Boy back. Joining us, first guest of the new year. Wow, first guest of the new year. Woo-hoo. Yeah, and we got all four of us together too. Jesus, it yeah. seems like it's taken forever to do that, make that happen over the last month or two. Exactly. Rock and roll party in the streets. A little John Butcher Axis there. No, rock and roll party. No, that's Axe. Rock and roll party in the streets. Yep. I saw them live. I think they opened for Nuge in like 81 at Cobo, I think. Axe? Axe, yeah. I think I saw. I think that was Axe that opened for Ted at Cobo in wow. 81 i think uh, i think i saw them I they they, saw they them. did some tours opening for motley crew they actually opened a few shows for kiss they're truly what i would call it's hard to say if rock and roll party in the streets could be considered a hit but they would be a one-hit wonder in my book mm-hmm. that, that made the radio here in Detroit. yeah That's i love that the- single i absolutely love that single got a knock down rock and roll party in the street. something like that yep that. yep Yep. So, Billy, what are you doing? What's up? What's new? Yeah. Well, I've been I've been home for a little bit now, so I'm kind of doing my home stuff. Where I got a guitar company, so I'm in the shop and working on guitars and working with my guys at the shop. And but actually doing a lot of work on the computer because I kind of run the business end, like I do on the road as well. So that's kind of you. The, uh, are you the business brains for Buck Cherry? No, just for, uh, no, I don't do any of that. I just play in that band, but that for my guitar business. Oh, okay. While you're on the road, you're running it. Yep, yeah, got I'm it. doing that got on it. the road, and then I'm, when I'm home, I'm in the shop and hands-on. And you know. well, and you're going to be selling guitars, aren't you? Am I what? You're going to be selling a line of guitars, or are you right now? We yeah, yeah, I got, I got a brand. I got a, I got a brand. All the stuff that I play is all my, my brand. Okay. Yeah, so <clears throat> if, if someone's interested... And they want to take a look at what you have to offer. Where do they find it? Yeah, uh, rockandrollrelics.net. Okay. We could put all that stuff up at the end. So yeah, that's a, that keeps me very busy. And we also uh, we build another brand as well, uh, Friedman Guitars, which people know Friedman Amps. Okay. The guitar brand. We we build that line of guitars as well. So busy, a good busy. That's good. That's good. So, 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 so what's, what's, let, let, because, because we got a whole bunch of Buck Cherry groupies on this show. I mean, this <laughs> could be the Buck Cherry episode. It should um, be. 
what 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 what's uh 2023 got in store for buck cherry because you guys just got done touring got done touring yep and little going for the break now uh a record was done right after the kiss cruise we went from the kiss cruise to the airport to nashville and knocked out a new record in six days sweet and now it's uh just nothing till we do these dates with skid row in march Will you be de- debuting some new tunes before the record release? I, I, I'm sure there's going to be one or two in the set. Nice. Do the Skid Row one, which will be, I'll be down the street from your museum. So be ready for me and a few others. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you're more than welcome, my friend. We're, we're, uh... Uh, M- Mark, just so you know, Lee Lisa and I already filled Billy in on what he's got to do before arriving. <laughs> yeah. Like call a friend and have a friend waiting for a phone call in one hour to make sure you're safe. Right. Well, I think B- believe it or not, I have thing. one little closet in my basement. <laughs> sure, you my do. Non- sure you do. No, no, no. I do for my non kiss really quick because I, I think just people will find this fascinating because of how I'm perceived at the, the kiss collecting. I used to collect other bands the same way. And then when we moved into this house, because I moved here in 98, my wife just kind of like went, you know, Mark, you got the Motorhead and the Sabbath and the Ozzy and, you know, all the house can only hold so much. So I went and I sold and because, again, posters were a big part of it. And I'm kicking myself. I mean. All the original 70s promo posters that I had for, you know, Priest and Sabbath and I, you know, just it, it makes me cry what I sold them for because I just because I had so many of them. And um, but I saved a few. And whenever anything cool caught my eye, I still have like I have an original Blizzard of Oz. For those of you who don't know, that was what the name of the band was originally i have a a, and they never toured the united states ozzy's blizzard of oz i mean the record came out but um trust me but anyways i have a i was in florida right when um oh fuck um what's the second buck cherry record it's my favorite one one time bomb I've got a huge time bomb poster that like, it was so fucking cool. Like I I'm like, I'm not walking out of the store without it. It's this huge promo poster. So that's what I mean. I, I mean, I still have my lust for that kind of stuff. I got a really cool Alice Cooper, which I had an autograph. You ever seen, do you remember the jumbo posters from the seventies? The one with the snake. And it's huge. It's as big as the Kiss Jumbos. I mean, just stuff like that. So anyways, if you guys come over, it's not just going to be Kiss. I've got some really kick-ass other stuff, too. That uh... what, what, what Mark is saying is he's got a closet that he's going to put Billy in. There you go. <laughs> safe I'm not going to have a poster. I'm going to keep up Well, actually, you know, I mean, maybe, Billy, what we should do just to be safe is we should chip you. Microchip you. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got some uh, rockets memorabilia in there, and I can smooth yeah. off that. <laughs> uh, just, be, just be careful if he asks for any DNA. Yeah. <laughs> well, as you know, it's, I swear to you, it's just cool that somebody even knows who the rockets are outside of the my little area of the country. Yeah. Oh. Um, well, you know what? I mean, they toured with Kiss and everything, but yeah, they did I mean, what's that? On the Dynasty tour, I believe, right? They toured with Kiss. Um, Love Gun. Or was it Love Gun? Gun? 
Man, love been alive too. Um, I, I tell you what, that was funny because when you're a kid, you don't realize this. Jake Isles was another one. I mean, they were big, but yeah. here they were really big, like a week at a week at Pine Knob. I yeah. mean, that, that's, that's like, you know, whatever, 12 to 15,000 people a night. Yeah. The Rockets did the same here where yeah. they'd go to L.A. and play a club. Yeah. <laughs> you know, our big amphitheater for a uh, week here back in like 1979 or so. Yeah. They were huge. Yeah. And those records are really, really good. But anyways, um, this is all about Billy. I'm going on about all my crazy crap. So yeah, I love talking about the Rockets and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, me too. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Great stuff. So well, this is Mark's podcast. So go ahead, Mark. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, I'm go, I go ahead. I'm sorry. I just, you know, I, I've been tense out here. No so, show so, 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 so when, when do you think the, the new Buck Cherry album is going to get released? Uh, I don't have a date, but it'll probably be by summer. Almost, it would be the, that's the target. It's probably June, July, something like that. Same label. Yeah. It's the same one. Same as last, uh, the last album. Cool. Records. So, <clears throat> Can you can you tell us anything about the new record at all? Uh, they won't get pissed at you. Good, you know, it, it's it's a good rock record. It's very Buck Cherry. It's you know taking a couple little steps in other little directions, you know, but uh, it still holds that true Buck Cherry sound. Well, it, well, the, I, I've got a geeky question when when you get a chance, Tommy. You finish, but then well, I, got I just a geeky wanted to question. say the last record is so fucking good. I just don't know how you even get close and that's i think it's gonna be a strong follow-up and is good is good if not better well and we keep talking about it but so for any of you guys that are listening here go get the last record hellbound hellbound it's so freaking good and get the japanese version because it comes with bonus tracks right you will not regret it it is one of the greatest rock records in the last 10 years i think personally Tommy and I gloated about it when we didn't know each each of us were like totally fanboyed about it. We were just talking. I'm like, you got it too. Oh my! It was it was really that natural. That's how we were both geeking out about. By the way, that was my that was my question. Um, You don't have to 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 spoil it, but did you record a couple Japanese bonus tunes at the same time? Yeah, yeah. There's some bonus stuff that are going to be. You don't have to say, but is is one of them or two of them a cover? Uh, maybe. Good. <laughs> I feel like we're in a buck cherry circle. I don't know. Here. To be honest with you, I don't know the final track listing of everything yet. To be honest, so that's okay. okay. We just want to know when you know. Yeah, but it's it's a sol- it's a solid record. The last record was good. The buck cherry fans that been in the band now, they were rabid fans. They're like super hardcore, and they've all said what you're saying that Hellbound is one of their strongest records, and I I believe this next one is. I think it's better. Cool, cool. Well, that was one thing I, I will tell you. I, I've always loved because Buck Cherry, much like Iron Maiden, you always offered a little more on the Japanese bonus because that goes back. You know, mm-hmm. I, I love stuff like that. I, I wish oh, yeah. more bands. Um, yeah, I love B sides. I love yeah. you know Japanese bonus tracks. I dig that stuff. Yeah, that's that's what makes this whole geeky thing even more fun. Yeah, that's, that's part of the collecting, you know. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. What you get? I know is you there not, is there a title for the album? Uh, it's the tenth album, so ten. I believe it's going to be ten. Yeah, but it's what is it again? I can't. It's not just ten, but God, I can't remember. But uh, you guys will find out. 
Anyway, <laughs> keep you wondering a little. We're excited. We're excited. Yeah, we can keep you excited. I don't want to tell you too much. Mm -hmm. Not too much here. You don't want Mark to pull out the Kleenex this early in the recording <laughs> here. Yeah. Hey, you know, speaking of which, what? how did you guys, um, I thought you guys went over phenomenally well um, on the Kiss Cruise. I thought it was great. And I don't know if you heard my story. I was settling in watching you guys when Liz hurt her fingers so I didn't get to watch the rest of the fucking show <laughs> the second uh, pool deck show what so, happened when the Liz was up on the oh yeah top. yeah she hurt her hand that's right yeah, yeah I so I didn't get to see the second show I, I know. felt totally you know what do you, you got to go help your wife obviously it yeah, wasn't yeah, even well, a thought but still got it wrapped up there yeah well what are you gonna do but anyways what would what was your that was your first kiss cruise right First kiss cruise, yeah. What'd you think? I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, just just it's all it's just the whole, you know, with all the people who are is as big of a kiss geek and grew up on it and the whole just all of it. I went to all this stuff. I went to Paul's thing, Gene's thing, and and the drum off with you. I went to I went to all the events. I'm like the big kiss geek in the band, so it was, it was yeah, I mean, I, I always tell people it, that that is really it's Planet Kiss, man. It's just uh, it's just a ton of fun, yeah. and it's cool seeing stuff through, you know, like you and you, your first time doing it. It's cool seeing it through other people's uh -huh. eyes. It really keeps that uh, you know the energy awesome. of it going. So. Yeah, the sail away was great. That's just like the first thing, and the, just the songs and the casualness of it. It's just like they just get up there and just kind of you know, what are we gonna do? Have, have you sat down with Larry and kiss geeked out on him? Oh, yeah. I, I pushed and pushed. I said, why aren't you doing a Q&A on this damn cruise? You got to go on the cruise. I was telling him for months on end. He goes, ah, I don't need to do that. I said, yeah, you do. Yeah, he does. He would be, yeah. he would, he would have no idea. He would be shocked at the amount of attention he would get. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, he, he he's he's told us that, you know, when he's been on the cruise, he was shocked that that fans would just come up and go, are you Larry? That's right. And, you know, and, 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 and I'm like, of course, <laughs> I mean, you're in the Kiss family. They, they're going yeah. to gravitate toward you. You are a Kiss manager that moves you up a level in the Kiss family. Exactly. He's a Kiss, well, he Kiss manager. And well, he, he's, he's still he's a me. massive fan of everything, of music. Oh, Still records, you know. He told me on several occasions how people will come up to him all the time after three sides. Like you're Larry Music. Right. He's been on twice, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh three times. Three we times. did we twice with us and once with Mitch, I think. Okay. Mm, okay, that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. But I mean the I mean, his his interviews here have always been some of the best ones that the fans love because, I mean, you you know Larry even better than we do. I mean, he's just so open and honest. I mean, he's not he's not a bull he's not a bullshitter feeding you you know lines and you know stupid stories. He he tells you what it is. Yeah, he tells you what he is, and he's got a passion for it because he's still, as I say, he's a big fan of music. He's still loves music as he did when he was a kid and got into it and got into the industry. And like I said, he still collects records of his favorite bands he buys every week on Amazon or whatever, and which is, you got to love that, you know? Oh, absolutely. That's cool. So, 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 so go, go ahead, Tommy. I was just going to say, let's, why don't you start it off, Mikey, going over, let's do the Kiss Cruise. 
uh, review now with Billy because he couldn't make it before he was uh, recording that new record. So now that he's here, even though the cruise was a couple of months ago, we were very interested to hear your take on things because you've never experienced it before. So what, why, what, why don't what, Billy? Why don't you start with how did the Kiss fans receive Buck Cherry? You know, because there's always stories that we hear about other bands that have been opened or toured with Kiss. And it's like, oh, yeah, the Kiss fans could care less about us. They just wanted to get straight to Kiss. Mm -hmm. How did the Kiss fans um, receive Buck Cherry, in your, in your opinion? I thought, it, I thought great. I thought we were received very well, you know. I mean, the people that I saw with all the bands that were on there, I think, you know, can't speak for the other ones, but I got a lot of great feedback. Great were into it they loved it it's just you know buck cherry's a straightforward rock and roll show which is you know it's basically the same thing kiss is you know minus the the massiveness that they do with the blood fire and lights and all that but it's just music wise you know just a just rock and roll and i, I thought it was great you know we, we had good crowds and and all the bands you know the whole everybody just was one for all it was cool now you've you've also performed on the Monsters of Rock cruise, right? Yeah, we did that early in the year. So how does the two how do those two cruises compare? Now, they're both a lot of fun. Monsters of Rock just has way more bands. So it's a little more it's just it's just more of everything. The Kiss Cruise is a little it's just, you know, it's based on Kiss, of course, but there's only a handful of other bands that are playing. But are are the are the fans any different on both? Are the Kiss fans more crazy? Are the Monsters of Rock fans more crazy? Or are they bo both just nuts? Yeah, I think they both are all they're, they're all from the same generation. So, you know, the Monsters of Rock, you got the old school people who grew up on it, and then you got the kids, you know, that their kids or the next generations. You, you see that with the Kiss, the Kiss Cruise as well, right? You know? I would think the Monsters of Rock one would be a little bit more off the chain just because it's, I think it's more of a party atmosphere on. Mm -hmm. on well, Izzy's, Izzy's, Izzy's there. So, of course, it's going to be a bit oh, crazy. Yeah, 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 it's all crazy with him. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> because I, I've noticed, again, since I've been on every single one of them, it started out the first few I thought were, were more hardcore, crazier. Um, if that's even a term, but the, it seems to it also too, everyone's getting older <laughs> from, from 10 years that. ago, but the, the first, I will tell you that was one of the, the first one in 2011, I thought was the most, mm. the most <clears throat> raucous of, mm. of all of them, but it was also all new in, in mm. all that stuff. But, you know, I think everybody, I, I, again, I watched all the, all the major bands and, and everybody seemed to do well, you know, um, Striper and Black Label, you know, and you guys, I mean, you had a deck full and, uh, you know, the people were rocking and the shows went over good. One thing I've always liked about, um, and I, I, you know, you don't know this cause you're on stage, but you guys had great sound. And that's one thing, um, also too, as a musician, I, I so those little geeky things I noticed, I'm like, wow, this is loud and clear. You know what I mean? It wasn't distorted. The bass wasn't too loud. You guys really had a great mix and uh, everything sounded so good. That's good. Um, well, we're very yeah. fortunate. We got a great sound guy. His nickname is The Buzzard and we get that everywhere we go on how phenomenal the sound is. We well, it's good. It really was. It was, again, yeah, yeah, I, I always call it 
you know, it was loud and clear. There was no distortion. It just, it just hit you right in the ribs. It was awesome. Yeah. So, you know, that was a good thing. Uh, yeah. We heard that a lot. We do hear that a lot, which is, uh, it's a good thing to hear. <laughs> So how did how did this whole thing with um with Skid Row get started? And are you guys going to switch headlining? You know, um... I don't I don't know if it's going to be it's a co-headlining thing, but I don't know if we're you know play before them every every night or not. But <clears throat> I mean, me personally, I go back with those guys to the Jet Boy days in the '80s, and we've always been good buddies, you know. So we've you know since I've been in Buck Cherry and in Buck Cherry they've been championing the idea of like we got to do some shows together and it just it just worked out you know it's it's of course it's the business end to make that stuff work but once it got announced and tickets went on sale the buzz really was hot and so oh, it's a great double bill yeah it's mm -hmm. a great double bill and uh so there's 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 talk it could it could go longer in different territories and stuff so but uh well, like Buck Cherry, their their new record is really good. Was it the Gangs All Here? Is that the new? new yeah, that's their, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's really good. On it, it's great. Which goes back to our my pre-show thing. So many of these great bands are releasing great music, and you know everything that I can do to tell people like, go get that, go check that out, go. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it's, it's really important guys to support these bands so you can get new music and you know get into all this because there's so much great stuff out there well mark you we know? talked a few weeks ago about the band on your shirt yeah the new, album, the new album from striper the, the right. not just the new one i mean many of their most recent albums are phenomenal yeah yeah that's a great i will tell you the kiss crews did that i you know not to go back on that when i did my you know we did the kiss cruise review I kind of like lost track of Striper somewhere between, you know, the when I guess they fell out of favor or they just stopped coming around. And I didn't think anything of it. And then when I saw them on the cruise, I'm like, holy crap, this stuff that I didn't know is as good or better than the stuff that I did know. Mm -hmm. And so I started investigating. And since then, I've literally went out and bought all the stuff, you know, from 2000 on. And I'm going, I'm very happy and my ears are happy and I've got all this great new music, you know, and um, that's just it, you know, put your money where your mouth is, go support these bands who are bringing it to us, you know, because that's the only way they're going to stay in. I mean, I, you guys are in just a difficult industry now. I mean, you've got a tour. I mean, there's yeah, nothing else left, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Hard Billy, you, you can address this from the Buck Cherry and the Jet Boy side of things, but, you know, with regards to Striper and Skid Row, and we could go on and on with so many bands that are Wasp, now releasing, Michael, Wasp. Wasp, releasing Wasp. that have been releasing great music over the years. Do you think it's, be, and, and, and compare this to like grunge, post-grunge, do you think musicians now like yourself are you less concerned about trying to record something that you think is going to be popular that you think is going to connect with what's happening currently and more concerned with let's just be ourselves and not worry about trends because obviously when when grunge hit Every band out of the 80s all of a sudden tried to become a bit more grungy. Yeah, yeah. And that didn't work. 
people that, you know, their old fans were like, what? It's not you go back to what you were. If I want grunge, I'll listen to Nirvana. I don't want to listen to Warren trying to be grunge. I don't want to listen to slaughter trying to be grunge. Is that what's happened now that all these bands have realized, fuck it. We're not worrying about trends. We're just going to record what we want to record. And it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I can't speak for a lot of the bands, but I think that's, that's the way to do it. It's just really, you know, do what you're best at your, what your, what your sound is and your craft, you know, that's why I love ACDC's perfect example. They, uh, the trends changed with them, you know, they marched <laughs> forward, you know, but you know, when you do a new record, you want to, even in the industry now, you want to hope and go like, at least keep the, the good thoughts that, well, who knows, you know, maybe a song will get, click with the well you know it's it's as as i'm sure as a band and as a musician you always want to have natural growth and progression Mm -hmm. but you don't want forced growth and progression meaning you know again back in the 90s you had you had the thumb of the labels probably saying you have to change your sound and you have to put flannel on you were being forced to do that you didn't want to do that yeah. Now you're just doing what you want to do to grow on your own. Yeah, which is the best way because the honesty shines through. People could see through uh, people who are trying to be something they're not, you know, and that's what's great about Buck Cherry. With all the records they've done through their career, they've really stuck to their sound and done, you know, you know it's Buck Cherry when you hear it. Which is great, which is it's what like I trick, for. You know, ACDC, there's a few that do that, but. Right. Uh, I, I don't want, I want you to do what you do best. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and you can't say it wasn't lack of effort. I mean, for Christ's sake, she did what, four or five videos mm-hmm. for the last record. All it takes is the one right song to, to hit on like that. The uh, song, the way yeah. that was the only song I did not hear you guys perform live on that record. I heard every other song. And to me, that was every good, a bit as good of a ballad as Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. And we did do it a lot live, actually. We did play. Yeah, I just missed it. You didn't, and when you saw us, you didn't catch it. But uh, I agree. You know, we did almost right. Played almost every song on that record. Which I love. As a fan, that's what I love. Because you Mm -hmm. mix it really well. Yeah. I pester them, just so you guys know. I pester them all the time. That was, can you add this? this? Because you guys have such a great body of work. Yeah, there's a, there, it's true. There's a lot of songs. There's songs you got to play, and then there's stuff that try to slip in every every couple shows, mix it up a little bit. Right. Well, and, and I've said I've said this before, and I'll say it again: is you guys are so much more than Crazy Bitch. Yeah. That's that's a great song, but that's just that's one, your rock and roll all night. Yeah, yeah we, you know, all the great bands have it. You know, they all have that song that. Uh, really gave them their career to continue on and do what they do yeah but if you like that song you need to check the other stuff out yeah but it is that that crazy bitch song man i swear a light switch goes off people's eyes oh yeah i really dig how you guys extend it too i love that middle part Mm -hmm. it's uh jungle boogie Boogie. it's just yeah just got i just that's what i mean it's just got it's just fun you know what i mean it's just fun Uh i love i love seeing stuff like that Mm -hmm. When I hear that song, I always laugh about the time that you and myself and Francis were walking in Iowa. We were looking at the body holly stuff, and this girl comes running up and she's like, Are you guys in Buck Jerry? Are you in Buck Jerry? And Billy's like, Yeah, and she's like, Crazy Bitch was the first wedding dance song of my day. Wedding dance. <laughs> oh, oh, right, Grandma. I love that one. Funny. 
Oh God, uh, Billy, what what's um what's your other band, Jet Boy, up to? Uh, we're doing we're finishing up a cover record. You know, we don't play that much. We played the whiskey on the 29th last week here, and uh, got a couple shows coming up. We're doing that uh, Key West Florida Festival. When on the 17th of January? Oh, one month. I'm going to Key West in February. Oh, really? Uh, mm. And then a couple of spot shows after that. I. I I'll do the shows I could do. And if I can't, you know, if I'm busy with Buck Cherry, we'll just get a, a sub to fill in for me. But this cover record is going to be, uh, it's going to be cool. It's all, it's all over the map. It's like, a, a, there's, there's some, a few AM seventies, AM hit songs we we're doing. That is torn between really? two lovers. Are, are, are you, are you doing a complete new take on these covers? So people would listen to it and go, wow, I think I've heard this, but I'm not sure if I've heard this before. Yeah, so, some of them you're going to definitely know because some of the so, most of the songs were humongous hits you still hear on the radio. So, so some of them are definitely uh, twisted into a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Chevy Van or Thunder Island? What's that? Chevy Van do, or do, Thunder, do, Island? Do, Thunder do. Island? Yeah. What about it? No, he was. Did you? Are you doing either one of those, Chevy Van or Thunder Island? <laughs> oh, Chevy Van, is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you just randomly pull those out? Those songs? Well, yeah, because you said seventies. I'm like, okay, Thunder Island. Oh know, my god, that's funny. Chevy Van. You know, you know, you know what? That's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fun. That's a great song, man. Oh God, yeah. Are you kidding me? We kind of did awesome. that one. It's a little, it's a little different, but it's, it's a. Uh, That's okay. I can't wait to hear it. It's but amazing that, how that whole yacht, that yacht rock subgenre is. Oh, like, I, I know. Yacht rock in there. <laughs> I was, I was gonna say it's Jet Boy doing yacht rock. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's, but it's crunchy. It's not. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, a yeah. great song is a great song. You just give it a little more bottom yeah, Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I, I love mean, yacht rock. I'm a, yeah, yeah, yacht rock is one of those things that as you get older, you realize everybody loves yacht rock, except oh, back know. then you would never admit it because it no, was it was terrible. It was the evil music that that was getting in the way of your favorite metal band. But yeah, now you're your like fucking yacht rock it. rules, man. Your parents listen to it. Now I go like, oh, my God, my parents had better taste than me. <laughs> <laughs> All kidding aside, all the, you know, I being that I, you know, I collect all the geeky kiss stuff that, that I do. One of the local AMs had a had an ad that which I unsurprisingly have, but it it, it mm -hmm. had like hot chocolate and Aerosmith and mm -hmm. you know uh, LTD and then you know and then you know Kiss. It's just like that's what they played. They played yeah. everything, mm -hmm. and the music is. Um, you know, just it's it's great music. It, it doesn't matter that whole genre thing kind of ruined it. It was like I always like Buddy Rich. I always said there's two kinds of music: good and bad. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, good songs and bad hard. songs. Yeah. Hold, I just noticed something. I don't know why I didn't notice it because I have a nose for this. Is that a? I've got a Rock and Rolls Again official promo poster behind yeah, you. It is. I have one for Let the Music Do the Talking. I do too. The, on the other uh, wall, the other side is of the it? Wall. <laughs> yeah. God, that's and insane. one for one rocker, always a rocker. I have that. You one. have a promo for that? Yeah, I do. That's the only one I never. Well, I obviously I know the record back and forth. I never had a promo poster for that, one, but I had that one. It was funny because yeah. when I was selling them, I couldn't 
let go of my uh, let the music do the talking because it's the thin one the really yeah. tall one yeah, yeah yeah that's a good one fanboy mark fanboy mark alert yeah. <laughs> i got a lot of posters I, I was super into posters we're gonna chip you billy <laughs> <laughs> well I, I tell you what have you ever have you ever heard really quick billy have you ever heard the royal oak music theater um radio broadcast from that first tour no from- I don't think so. Uh, I'll make sure you leave here with a copy. Oh, really? It's, uh, from that, from that uh, Joe Perry. That, that tour, yeah. They do pills. They do. They do from the New York Dow. Actually, that's uh, is that a Bo Diddley song originally? But I the pills, yeah, pills, yeah. And then uh, the New York Dolls. Oh, they do that. And, that's cool. Yeah, and then I think uh, they do huh. seven and seven is. I think and there's just it's just some great stuff. On. Um, Sorry, this is the kind of geeky stuff I get into. So I love the Joe Perry project. That was oh, just... it's the those first two. Don't, I like the third one too, but the first two oh, are cool. just untouchable. I mean, those those records are so great, so good. Mm-hmm. Tommy, the first show we record after Billy visits Mark, we're going to be like. <laughs> Whoa, is that a Billy Rowe promo poster behind you? <laughs> no, that's actually Billy Rowe on the wall. <laughs> that lamp looks uh, like Billy's skin. That, that, that room's got a lot of stuff in it. I, I could, It'll I could be stuffed in my poster bin. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I might, I, might, I might come to Detroit for the show. I'll go with you. It'll be a uh, You're more come out. Yeah, you should do a road trip. Do it. I'll just stand at the, the, middle, I'll stand the, at the top of the stairs. It's mm-hmm. middle of the week, though. But I'd love if you came out. Are you kidding me? Uh, well, yeah, sure. Tommy, you stand at the top of the stairs and throw food down at Mark to keep him <laughs> appeased. Uh, throw crab legs at him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, so, Billy, tell us a little bit more. We, we've talked about this before the last time you are on, but we didn't talk about the cruise. So what was it that you loved most about the cruise? Uh, well, just being in the element of all things kiss. Yes. That like was, when you're walking down the hallway and that's all they play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. And then you come, you turn on your TV and it's just, just old you know, concerts and all that stuff. Actually, yeah. everybody, every, the other guys in the band were watching those docs and go like, wow, those were really good. And they weren't as deep as a kiss fan, you know, but right. They got more into it. I got to, I got to listen more deep, some great riffs and, you know, the stories. What and, do you got to uh, do? Yeah. It was, yeah. it was, yeah, overall, it was one, one of the, you know, one of the, one of the highlights for me was I discovered a band on that cruise that I am absolutely completely in love with. And okay. they were the, called the Wild Things. Oh, aren't they great? They are phenomenal. If you love pop, you know, that, that cheap, tricky, just hooky, catchy stuff, I, I, I think they can be huge. Yeah. And I was, I was talking to Paul. He actually asked me, he goes, what you what, what do you what's what are you seeing on the cruise that you like? And I said the wild things. And he looked at me. He goes, I know. I heard them from my room. He says they're they're really good, aren't they? And then Tommy was saying the same thing. There, and their last show, which was the downstairs where uh, Mark did the drum off thing, they played. And Tommy and Paul came and they stood nearly to the front of the stage for the whole show and watched them. So that's amazing. That was pretty cool. That's got to be pretty cool for a band to have something like that happen. It's also got to be, I bet, a bit stressful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm mean, assuming they saw them, you know, but uh, yeah, they just they sent me uh, 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 the singer and the guitar player are married. And they, I just 
super geeked out on them and now I'm like friends with them and trying to, if I could help them out, I can, I will, you know, but I, uh, they sent me a link to their new record that's not out yet. And it's co-written and produced by Pete Townsend. And the record, really? Yeah. Wow. The record is, it's awesome. And there's, there's three songs on there that could just be just top 100 singles and just I wonder how they scored Pete Townsend. Yeah, something to do with the, the, the singer, uh, uh, Sydney and, the, and her husband, they were, they're actors, you know, and they, they gained, they got the roles of the, the play for Quadrophenia and Pete Townsend was supposedly, I think I, if I got the story right, read the article, but uh, he was the guy helping coordinate the whole, putting this whole play together and they scored like the, the lead roles and that's where they met and fell in love and Boom, that's kind of, I guess, where the relationship started with Pete Townsend. Crazy. Wow. Mm -hmm. They're really good. Yeah. yeah so I, think I like to discover a new band is always awesome. Right. Yeah. And they played somewhere. I can't remember for the life of me where it was, but I, I took photos of them. I know that much. Did you? Yeah. I just think yeah, they're, from they're from England. Yeah. Yeah. They're from the UK. I just, I mean, I, I, that's why I love concerts so much. And I always go at the very beginning and see every single act mm -hmm. that's on that bill because you never know who you're going to see that you're like, oh my God, these guys are amazing. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> yeah, they, had a, they had a buzz on the boat as that like nobody knew who they were. And at the end, it was like all the band people are like, wow, that band was really good. Great it's song. Awesome. All about the songs. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, did you did you catch some of the Kiss shows? All of them. Oh, all of them. Good. Okay. Everyone. Yeah. That yeah, was good. The whole the whole, the both would they open with mostly rock and roll over. It was like three songs in a yeah, row. Yeah, actually four. four. Four songs from rock and roll. Over. Is it the yeah, same set? Both both shows were the same set, right? For the most part. Yes. yes. But it was the rock and roll over stuff. I was like, oh, here we go. This <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> You know? Yeah, it really was. They opened up with uh, "Love Them and Leave Them." Yes, yeah. And I liked again. This is the kind of stuff that I noticed. They, it, like singer played it a little bit differently. It, 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 but in a good way. Yeah, I liked. I liked the economy of the his playing at the beginning of it because you know. Uh, 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 and I like the way he did. It was just it was just really really yeah, cool, and, and I just mm -hmm. yeah, I was just really happy with the way. Uh, again, that, I thought those shows were fucking awesome. Oh, they were amazing. Yeah, they they. I mean, I said this too. I you know I don't know if you saw the the the, the wrap up that I did on on the show. This was my favorite. Could be my favorite cruise because I loved the sets that Kiss did. I loved all the, the major bands, everything. This last one was just really, really head and shoulders, you know, as good or better than what came before it. So I was really happy that, you know, you said that you had a lot of fun on the cruise because it really was, it was a really good cruise musically, you know, mm -hmm. there was just so much great stuff, mm -hmm. you know, um, so that's, a, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to the next one of the little trepidation because it's, you know, number one, it's in 2024. We don't know what's going to happen in the next, right. you know, crazy year. Um, but you know, they're going to do one more sail away, they said, so mm -hmm. you're going to get to see him on the, you know, so I don't know. I mean, what's it going to be like when it's, 
you know, not, there's no makeup show, but I'm looking forward to it. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. Bruce has and, said uh, you watched Bruce too. His set was great. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I, I love talking about Hearns. It's awesome up there. He's got a great band and they did some deep cuts. That was uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, again, I, re I remember that just blew me away. They opened with the oath because that's not Bruce's, you know, era. No, and no. He kind of caught me off guard with that. That was no. like, super cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, all those like, shows. Love was great too. Hey, yeah. Guys, why don't why don't we start with Billy on this? But let's pull out our Kiss crystal ball and just kind of what do we want to see in the next twelve to eighteen months? What do we think they might do? What do we real again? What do we realistically want to see? I mean, let's not be stupid and go. Oh, we want a reunion with you know Ace and Peter because that's never going to freaking happen. But Ooh. you know, yeah. <laughs> The guys that we have no problem with. The guys that I've been disrespecting for the last few weeks. <laughs> no, but Billy, what do you what do you what would you want to see KISS do in the next 12 to 18 months? Whether it's tour-wise or video-wise or box set or off the soundboards or whatever it might be. Uh, well, if it's releasing stuff, I, you know, even some of the deeper videos, I know all that stuff got stolen and whatever happened and leaked out and blah, blah, blah. But some of that, that video stuff from the seventies, some sort of release of that maybe, or I would love a new record, you know, I mean, I'm, I'd, I'd be, in Amen. you know, I mean, the, just new songs are always great. All their stuff they put out is, I always buy it and love it. So new music would be amazing. So Tour wise, I mean, they're, they're going to tour if they're going to change it up. I assume they'll change the setup a little bit, you know, but uh, I don't know if I, if, if, if I could put it in, I'd say just bring the 77 stage out and let's just take it to the end. Tommy, you're muted. I love that idea, Billy. I would, that would be one of the things I would say is just throw in a set of stairs, yeah. you know, in, in, yeah. incorporate it and get the cats out there and do just, Really, kind of just change the change the layout a little bit without retro. You know. Just go retro. Yeah. No video screens, just the logo behind them. And I want the Creatures of the Night, Kiss Alive Two, you know, Love Gun logo. That's the one. Right. Right. To use. You don't the want stairs. the hot. You don't want the hot in the shade Kiss logo. You know what's funny? I and that one Kiss website we're not allowed to talk about. Um, in Fight Club, Fight Club just posted some pictures from the Alaska show, and they yeah. used that piece of the, shit. Those, those were those were the pictures I took. Yeah, no, that, oh, that was that. You, you're the one who took those. Yeah, yeah, yep. That logo was, is so horrible, so horrible. I mean, it it it's one of those things where I don't know some somebody who sits down with Gene and Paul has to go. Have you ever looked at that logo and not said something's wrong with it? I mean, because they've used it so many times since the Hot in the Shade tour. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was the logo that was behind them for the reunion press conference, wasn't it? It was. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, do you ever look at that and go, what, what's wrong with this picture? Because every single fan looks at that logo and goes... That's completely wrong. Who did this? I mean, I think, didn't we, we even asked Larry about that. And Larry's like, I never noticed. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, I mean, no. Hold up, Michael, go back a step further. When we, who was it that we had on for the Kiss movie? And I said to him, I'm like, he's like, yeah, we oh, did Tim, everything. Tim, Sol- Tim Sullivan was on. Him and I'm like, Tim, you guys put that piece of shit fucking logo in it. It's horrible. And that's when he went, really? And I'm like, you didn't notice? That's yeah. terrible. That, that's something that, you know, is like probably the, quote, logo they keep in the warehouse. Somebody needs to go into the warehouse and just throw it in the dumpster one day. Just throw it out. Because not a, a, a collector like Mark isn't even going to want that logo. No. Well, I don't know. I probably still want it, but <laughs> I think you would want it. That could be his rooftop. Put it on the roof. Yeah. Right. Make it like Placing his garage door with a Kiss logo. Put it on yeah. the roof and put a museum under it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, you know, I, I I agree. It would be cool for them to pull a few more, you know, things out of the past to put on stage to pay homage. That that. Only the diehards really get, you know, like, you know, when, when they pulled Sammy out and we were like, oh, that was cool. cool. You know, even have, you know, when, when Eric does Beth around the piano and the band came out and stood around him, we were all like, that's Paul Lynn. That's very cool. You know, how about, how about a candelabra in one corner where we can all just go, oh, there's a candelabra. That's cool. I still want to see them recreate the destroyer stage that'd be great too i was gonna say the destroyer cats I, well i not just I, well actually i like the new honest the guy i think i like the new cats better but i i always you know this is I, I've, I've said this on the on the show before but this is always one of those really weird pieces of kiss trivia kiss did not play in detroit on the destroyer tour so D- detroit never saw the cast yeah, you know you know, so I, I've, you know, there's that, that tour was not photographed. It was not documented super well because it was so short. It was just a few months. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and it's funny too, because they talk about it. Oh, it was paper mache. I'm like, it just looks cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really, I would love to see Gene spit blood from the castle. Hell, forget going yeah. up on the thing. Right, with the blood spike above him, because you know, let's face it, you know, he's in his seventies now, and there's the reason he's not flying anymore. He's older. You just go up. Optics wise, it would look so much cooler if he just had his little castle. And again, what we're just talking about: stairs, the original logo, no fucking screens, or if you have to have screens, have them off the stage, like Mm -hmm. they did in the seventies. Yeah, you know, have, have them over the PAs on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be. Don't get me wrong. I love the new stage. I love everything about the end of the road right. tour. It's all cool. But if you're asking me how to make it better, that's how you did better. Those little things like that. One or all it takes is one or two of those little things. It's not a whole stage production. It's just one little thing off to the side somewhere. The fans that have been there since day one are going to be like, fuck, that's cool. That is cool that they remembered that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Plus, I think, the, the, you know, if you remember, Paul does this a lot on the tour. He's like, how many of you is this your first kiss show? Fuck, over half the crowd is raising yeah. their hands. There's mm-hmm. a lot of newbies in the crowd. Mm-hmm. But I still think they 
enjoy an old school kiss show like that. Maybe, maybe even more so. I mean, when you have to sit and watch, I, I used this example on the show a few weeks ago when, when Seeger did his final show at the palace, it was the last event at the palace. He didn't have it on, on stage. It was just him and the band. And, right. and I got to tell you, it, it had been a while in an arena because I go to you know hundreds of concerts all the time. Just, but it was cool to see that bare bones Old sort school. of seventies vibe, mm-hmm. you know. And, well, and Mark, really Mark you, you you brought up the Alaska concert. That was to me still that show in Alaska was one of my favorite Kiss concerts for the reason you just mentioned. It was so bare bones. Mm-hmm. It was just a few lights couple amp stacks a logo granted it was a stupid logo but it was a logo but there was no flying there was it was just kiss on stage i looked at it i'm like this could be 1970s early kiss right here remember our guest had a totally different take he hated it who was our uh who was our guest i can't remember his name oh um yeah that was the uh he wrote the book Yes. Yes. Anyways, but remember, he was like, "Oh my God, they're not doing all the." It was like, it, it, "No, I know." You and I, I know. Would would go? Yes, this is it. This is what we want to see the bare bones. And he's like, "No, I want you know, I want the, all the bells and whistles." You know, that was a that was one of my favorite episodes we ever did. He was a great guest. It was just cool seeing stuff through his eyes. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, it just um, proves it just proves what we always say. Again, what I love, what you love, is going to be something somebody else hates. So it doesn't matter one way or another. Somebody's going to love it. Somebody's going to hate it. But of all the shows I've seen with Kiss, the two that stand out are Alaska and when they played the Palms in Vegas. And both of those were bare bones, just Kiss and some amps. That was it. Yeah, And it just... It just proves that the music is still so good. You didn't need all of the gags. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And I get all the gags and all that. I love all that stuff too. But if you could strip it down, that four guys. There's a rawness to it. Great songs. I I will tell you what you saw on the cruise. That's testament to that. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the Kiss Cruises, the one where they did, uh, I think it was uh, Kiss Cruise 5, where they did Five Alive or whatever it was. I swear to God, there were times during that show because they were wearing the Alive outfits and there really wasn't much to it that when I was taking pictures and it was like those pictures from like Europe from 76, mm-hmm. it looked like optically yeah. and it was, I, I just, inside, I was just going, oh my God, this is like the greatest thing ever, yeah. you know, because they really had that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. But it really was when you when you get down to it, yeah, they're wearing their costumes, but that's it, you know. And on the cruise, there's no fire, there's no blood. No, it's I just, know. You yeah. know, it's it's the music, you know. It, oh, it's just yeah. awesome. God, I'm getting all, all yeah. fucking. Yeah. You get over clamp there, Mark. I am. I am because it, <laughs> it means yeah. that much to me. It it, it really yeah, makes me great. that happy, which is why I keep going. Yeah, it's a lot seriously. Of that's why I keep going. It's the music. It's fun. It's my friends. It's, it's everything that life that's good about life, you know, is, is on that cruise. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. 
I could definitely, the only thing I would love to, if they took some requests, that would be cool. But I know that won't happen. But <laughs> I, mean, I would love to hear stuff from it unmasked. I mean, they never do anything from that. Unless you go they did, is, they did that. They did, is that you one year? Oh, they, did they? They did that yeah. one? Yeah. That's a good one. Tomorrow would be great. I mean, there's a lot of good ones on that. I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm kissed totally. When I am hitting you up for songs. All right. What'd you say? I told him, I said, keep that in mind when I'm hitting him up for songs. Because <laughs> 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 you can just say the rest of them. He just kick me if he doesn't get it. He doesn't understand. Yeah. Billy, you just got to travel to Australia and see Kiss. They'll play one or two unmasked yeah. songs yeah. there. Yeah. And I, I'm sure, which, which I would have no problem doing that someday. If if uh, if I can't if I have my schedule permits oh god that would be I would do it seems like they're going back one more time to Australia yeah I know here just for one show though from what I'm hearing oh really that's, that's awesome. just what I heard what I also thought was odd and again you know they they've got their whole I this is just off the record stuff because you know I, I can't because they just did that last show in Japan but if they're going to Australia wouldn't you you think another... they do one more in Japan. <laughs> I mean, Billy, you would appreciate that just logistics if you want to hit your down that way. You know what I mean? If you're going to tour. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've been on that last run because I think they're in like Japan still not doing the shows really like that. They're still kind of locked down because we just we just did Australia. It was the same thing. Yeah. Because we could, they weren't, you know, when we do Japan, we were hoping it would open. And for some reason, it's just still. So we went all over to Australia and back. How locked down was Australia when you went? It was pretty, it was pretty, we were, we, I just got back like three weeks ago. Yeah. So it was pretty, pretty open. What I understand. I know they were pretty locked down through this whole thing, but uh, yeah, the shows were packed. That's awesome. Great. That's great to hear. Yeah. Because that was one of the things I was thinking about when I saw the package tour with you guys. There's a lot of radio hits there, man. I mean, there's a, a, a between the two bands, there's a lot of power. Oh, yeah. Which you one? know, yeah, with the, with the Skid Row. I mean, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. Um, because I I look at stuff like this, you know, the the generation before, you know, they packaged Sticks and Ario Speedwagon and and, right. and Pat Benatar. But yeah. all kidding aside, when you look at that, if you're just the concert person paying the Look at the hits there. Uh, Same thing going to see your bill. Yeah. Buck Cherry and, 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 and Skid Row. You know, look, MTV and, and, and radio hits. I mean, you're putting your money on like, man, there's a lot of big songs right there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, so I, I, it, that 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 uh, pairing of you guys makes perfect sense. So mm, I'm, I'm just hoping sure. and, and from everything I'm reading and, and hearing, you know, you guys are off to a good start. Yeah, um, so. you know, for tickets and stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a good bill. Well, and I hear the new singer is really good. He is. For, He's fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but wasn't he, isn't he from Europe or? Yeah, he was in that band. Uh, what were they called again? Uh, I think he's Swedish. Yeah. What was that band's name? Oh, I know this. There's, there's so many like melodic hard rock bands that come out of Sweden that I can't remember yeah. them all. Right. But I know that I, I remember this band. I can't. I don't know. I can't think of it right now. But. Doesn't it begin with an E? The band's name begin. I don't. I can't. 
I'm yeah. just looking forward to seeing it because I've heard it's re he's really good. So that's great. You know, mm -hmm. he yeah, makes you forget probably. about the previous guy. Yeah, yeah, well, this guy—he's the best since since uh, they had Sebastian. So he sounds just like him. He's like it's a perfect fit. You don't have to. You, that jam didn't go so well at times. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, not really. No, there was a couple clunkers up there that were, yeah. Yeah, you'd, you'd think by now you'd know. I mean, I, I could have went up there and sang War Pigs and got the lyrics right. <laughs> that was like, I was like, come on, man. <laughs> Somebody forget the lyrics? Well, it was the he was singing like the second verse where the first verse should be and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, it's your fucking jam. You, right. Not me. Yeah, that was a cover, but it's your name on the, you know, all star thing. You should mm -hmm. fucking rehearse a little better, at least. And that's a song, too, that I think most people who are, you know, metalheads could sing off the top of their head without screwing the lyrics up. Right. I don't know. What do I know? <laughs> just was like yeah, oh. mm -hmm. what else has happened billy uh that's you know i mean that's really it's, it's it's nice to have this little break was up i was up your neck of the woods back home for the holidays that was nice saw family and uh you know just back, really it's really back in the shop doing finishing up this jet boy record you know um, who's who um, is how who's releasing that uh cleopatra okay cool yeah let us know when it comes out because i need to go get it and listen to those songs mm -hmm. you know and mm -hmm. you know, on you know on on the kiss side of things i've been doing i don't know if you I mean, i'm sure you've seen paul play those flying v's with the washburn tailpiece on them now that he's been playing yeah is that your work yeah that's i did all the custom work on that we converted them uh from like the standard Gibson custom to Paul Stanley style. So it's, uh, I'm on the fifth one right now. So that's what I'll be doing this week is locking those up and getting those done for them. Walk our listeners through that. When you're, when you say that, tell them what you do. Oh, what? oh yeah. Well, yeah, I got a, I got a guitar, uh, guitar company. It's, 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 I got a brand. Uh, rock and roll relics so it's basically build custom guitars but we have like five different models and um, but the work I'm doing for Paul is I'll do I'll do stuff like this repairs and and refinish work and stuff like that with people like Paul and I've done for a few other people like that I used to do more of that before I got the brand kind of more solidified and as a you know guitar brand where stores are buying them and you know direct customers and all that so that's so. exciting yeah, it's cool. It's, it's pretty cool. You know, he loves coming by the shop and hanging out and just he's just really into guitars. And, you know, we just geek out on Zeppelin and rock. You know, that's what's great about Paul. He's still a fan, you know, of all the stuff he grew up on and, and even new bands, you know, like we were talking about the wild things and stuff like that. So it's 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 cool. Build a guitar, a guitar for Evan. Evan comes by. And uh, he's what's he doing now? What's he? What's Evan doing now? Because you know he's doing the with the hives there a couple of years back. They played on the Kiss cruise. And yeah. he just kind of fell. I mean, Paul he's was. Doing stuff. Oh, is yeah. it? Yeah, because Paul was keeping him kind of front and center where he was getting exposure, and I thought he was good. Yeah, he's um, a guitar player. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I 
and it's not just because he's Paul Kidd. I you know, nepotism. I don't give a shit, you know. But right. yeah, the the kid certainly kid, you know, man. But he, he's got talent, you know. Oh yeah, he's very talented. He's got a band, and you know, he's out there in the in the trenches doing it as you would do it. I think uh, I think that's what he wants to do. You know, he's he does he does session work, and he, he definitely keeps busy in the music thing. And uh, he's a big guitar nut as well. So we uh, custom built one for him, and actually. Paul got it for him for his birthday, for his last birthday last year. And uh, <clears throat> but I gotta, I'm gonna start up doing, you know, up the social media for my brand with Instagram and all that. So doing more videos. So everyone's gonna be uh, start doing some videos for me with, you know, new models that, I, well, not you know, stuff that's going to stores or direct and certain paint finishes that we do that are over the top and just kind of get a series going of videos like you know, I don't know, once a month or whatever we come up with. Right. If you had to pick your top five guitars, um, what would what, what would they be? Are they oh, are guitars you, itself? Yes, just yeah. guitars from hit. You know his. You know everything from Joe Perry's BC Rich to the Les Pauls to yeah, the Tellys. Yeah. The, the what band. what? Give me your top five. Well, I let. Well, Joe Perry's Lefty Strat strip. Yes, love that one. And his Travis Bean. And then uh, I would have to jump over to Malcolm Young's. Really? Yeah, yeah, the the, the Gretsch. Uh, yeah, would miss the big hole in it. Yeah, yeah, that that's the one. He played that on every record, and and that was his tool for the whole career of ACDC for the most part. Yeah, which is I, cool. you know what the, I, I I'm just a frustrated guitar player. I've been playing drums for 45 years, and I've traded all to be. I love guitars. That's mm -hmm. the and I always have. It's, you know, music geek friend. No one has ever brought up that. Angus Young guitar before. That's cool that you mm -hmm. feel that strongly about. You're absolutely right. The tone on that thing is just. Oh yeah, it's the it's the sound of ACDC. Yes, and you yeah. never really you know you never hear about you always you know Blackmore Strat and you know even uh, you know uh, you know Hendrix stuff and Uli John and all that. But yeah, that that one kind of gets lost in the in the mix. Yeah, there's a lot of them. I mean, my heroes, you know, Shanker's Black and White V from the early M. Mm. Yes. You know, uh, I mean, there's like, there's just, there's so many of them. Of course, Paul's Iceman, the shattered one, the original, mm -hmm. the dynasty era that was real glass. Uh, you know, Eddie Van Halen's early one, the, the shark one is Destroyer. And yeah. he popped up there and made looking just super cool. <clears throat> and Rick Nielsen's checkerboard hammer. Yeah. Mm hmm. What are the, what's the name of the one with the six necks on it? There's a name for it, isn't there? Oh, Nielsen's one with the six yeah. necks? Yeah. one's called. I thought, I thought it had a name. I don't know. I, you know, it's again, when you see those iconic guitars, they still just, oh my God. You well, know, uh, Nielsen's one of himself. That was, I think that's yes. Uncle Dick. Uncle yes. Dick. Yes. Right. So when, I was, go ahead, go ahead, Tommy. Well, I was just going to say, so when someone comes to you, Billy, and they want you to customize their guitar for them. Give us an example of what maybe someone like Paul would say to you. What what does he want changed about the Gibson Flying V or whatever it might be? What how do you do what you do? Right. Well, with his with, with what we did with his, he took a stock a custom black Flying V with gold hardware and string through bridge, um, and he just we we he had all his ideas. He's got great ideas. I love his creativity of that and he knew what he wanted and I knew how to do it 
So we put those two things together. You know, I contoured the back, do the belly cut in the back of the V, which you never see. We moved the jack from the front to the side. And then we did a wraparound bitch. And then we chopped those wash burn tail pieces with the star on it. Yeah. And we, we I did the, the chop at the end so it fits the V. And those are just like a visual, you know, mount that goes on, doesn't do anything. And yeah. Then, uh, and then the wraparound bridge, and then I do all the aging stuff, so I make it look old. <clears throat> so age it up and uh, refret it him, put him on the big jumbo frets that he likes. And then, uh, you know, of course, we got to do touch-up finish work because there's a lot of plugging of holes and stuff like that we need to do to move stuff around electronic-wise for the electronics. And the Doing work. all of that, how long would something like that take? Uh, well, the first one I had to do rather fast because... Uh, He's like, I need this in like three weeks. He goes, you could do it. And I said, I could do it. <laughs> so, but uh, now that I'm doing more, you know, refretting and all that, I mean, you know, with my workload, if I just sat there and that's all I did, I just worked on these, I could knock them out and I'm, you know, five of them, I'm doing them separately, doing three right now all together. So um, I've had a little bit of time since the holiday. So I've been able to go a little slower with it, but I could knock. I can knock, like, if I had to knock one out, I think I did it in about two weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's also painting and letting it dry. And, you know, you really want to finish dry at least three weeks if you can, but you can get away with it fast if you have to. So, <clears throat> so it was pretty cool. He had it on the cruise and his tech, uh, TJ told me, you know, they brought it on the cruise because they weren't going to, but since I was on the cruise, oh. they brought it so I could see him playing it. Well, he's a nice guy too. Yeah, his tech. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big. Those are big shoes to fill with frame. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's for sure. I'm so excited! Yeah. I'm so happy for you. That's just yeah. I hope cool. to do more with him. Yeah. I, I really, he's, I love his. He's just got a creative mind, and he's just you know, he's a, you know, he's one of my rock heroes that I grew up with. And, oh yeah. You know, so he's very, he's very arty himself with his painting, and then. He ages guitar cases to make them look old and they're like phenomenal what he's done. Like super impressed with what his uh what he's done with these guitar cases, make it really look, interesting. You know, okay. been through a through a fucking old tour van for like the last 30, 40 years, you know, like it's pretty awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. This is the kind of stuff that I think people that are listening like to hear because it's stuff you don't hear about every day. I didn't even know that was a thing. Because yeah, to me, I, I love looking at, you know, because I hang out with so many guitar players and so many of my friends are musicians. And it's funny, I'll be up there jamming, like they bring a different guitar and I'll look at the case <laughs> and the case can really tell you a lot about the guitar and the, yeah. and the stickers. and oh, the, 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 ca the case tells a story alone <laughs> of where it's been. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, you know, the V he had in the 70s with the rhinestones on it there's that famous photo he's playing it up here. yes and there's all the rhinestones on it but he was telling me he goes you know there's some photos out there that it's like a quarter done half done and he says i would take it back to the hotel every night and he did that himself you know in the wow. mirror card he went and got the plastic material in the 70s and he went somewhere to have it cut and so he was doing this stuff way back then those were his ideas you know, so that's, that's pretty cool. I was pretty like, he's telling me that. And I'm like, wow, that's like pretty awesome. Yeah, Gene's yeah. old LeBeau went through a ton of changes too. That that bass was, you know, just, yeah. 
iconic, you know, and they did the same thing, the studying, you know, in the, in the seventies. Right. Yeah. Just so much. Again, that's I, one of my favorite pictures, kiss related. Um, there's actually a couple of them, but you could tell how important, how important tone was for ace he would sit in the guitar rooms and and it and and it i was was having one of these discussions with one of my guitar player friends and he was saying like that tone on kiss alive is his favorite tone you know what i mean just that it just rips you know Mm -hmm. and it was always it's always kind of funny and we've had this discussion on this show before that's what was lacking on the debut kiss record i love the debut kiss record i love this obviously the songs are phenomenal But if you could go back and have Eddie Kramer use those Kiss Alive tones, which isn't, it was only a year later. I mean, that certainly could have been captured. How much better that record may have sold and certainly would have sounded. Mm-hmm. Because when you listen to the studio version of Deuce, that's too clean. I mean, when you hear the, the, the first chords of Deuce, that pick you know go to what it sounded like on a live it was you know it went from a pinto to a you know a mach 5 you know race car i mean it it really you know the the tones mean so much you know what i mean oh yeah yeah and that record was magic i mean i know they overdubbed a lot or whatever that's how things are done that's fine but they captured lighting in a bottle you know yes they did there the songs and the overall energy and you see that, Mike Granvold? Kiss Alive is better than Kiss Alive too. <laughs> oh, there's magic on Kiss Alive too, except oh, for side four. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah it's oh. the same producer too. You know, it's yeah, just, look you know, at the time, Mike. It's uh, <laughs> you don't like Kiss. You don't like side four. I love side four. No. I do too. Well, let's put it this way: side four would be fine if it was just on a studio album, but. For me, it's a letdown after three sides of amazing, powerful live rock. Right. It's like, you know, those three live sides. I'm just like it. pumped. I'm pumped. And then it. it's like, okay, it's kind of a letdown. It's it's nice, clean, well-produced. Should have just been its own album. Right. And it, and it could have, you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that Alive 2 was your go, your introduction in a lot of ways. For well, right. so yeah, my introduction was rock and roll over. Right. Then I went back and found Destroyer and then Alive yeah. too. So yeah. yeah, that that was the kiss that I discovered that was, yeah. was that super kiss. Yeah. I don't even remember when I finally went back and got the earlier albums, but yeah, Super Kiss, you yeah. know, God that's of Thunder on Alive too is that's why that one holds everything more for you than the other. I'm gonna guess hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. I got alive. Alive was mine, so you know, and then I went back at the first three and then Destroyer comes out. So you kind of like, and when you're, we have the same timeline, Billy, I was yeah, when you get exposed to that back then that creates that impact of yep, hundred percent. And so it's not that one's better than the other. It's just, you're connected to it emotionally. As, as Mark always says, timeline is so yeah. important yeah. to your music, where you oh. were, how old you were, yep. you know, it, 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 it is so important that, again, I, I have complete respect for Kiss Alive. It's just an album that didn't have an impact on me because Kiss Alive 2 was the album that impacted me first. Yeah, yeah. and you can't replace that. No, you can't. You can't. It doesn't, I don't, I don't, you know, and there'll be fans that'll say Kiss Alive 3 was my impact album. I'll be like, okay, 
great. Yeah, I mean, if that like, works for you, exactly. great. Like, and, you know, I was like right in the middle, like, like Mark's mind gender, I guess we're the same when we got into it. So it was like, I was just, we were on that seesaw where we went back and then forward and it just like, all this. We, my, my older brother had hotter than hell in the fall of 74. And yeah. I remember again, I, I've talked about this before, but at that time in my life, I was really into music because we were in the Midwest here, we were roller skating and that was, we had, huh? you know, DJs playing music as you roller skated. Big wooden barns, man. And again, you know, being I've been playing hockey my whole life, I could skate well. So that was always great. You know, I'd roller skate like like the wind. And the guy was always playing. I was starting to really get into bands like The Sweet and 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 uh and Deep Purple and, and all that stuff was big. And then I remember like hotter than hell just looking at the album cover going. That looks like a famous monsters of Filmland cover. I mean, it was, and then I'm like, okay, that's it. That's what I like. Of course. And then uh, I I remember when, when, when kiss alive came out, my older brother, it was funny because I think for the first month we just played side four concert. I still remember that Mm -hmm. we sat in our back porch, which was enclosed and just jammed the shit out of that. So it's like, I didn't even hear like the first three sides for the, you know, first, oh, we just played, you know, cold gin into rock and roll night into let me go rock mm-hmm. and roll. I was just like over and over. Because when you're a kid, that's what you do, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was it was just so exciting. I, oh, I, I yeah, still yeah. remember. And of course, the drum solo that had the flanger on it. That was beauty. Yes. It really. Yes. We got you into it. It, it it certainly did and i that that solo to me is still my favorite recorded drum solo yeah you can say that you know there's a from carl palmer to neil pert it, you know technically but that one oh, yeah. that that fucking rhythm is just perfect well, he, and was, like you said it was catchy yes it was like a song in itself exactly yeah you know that cow, uh, 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 the cowbell part in the middle, and the way Paul sings to it, and mm-hmm. yeah, it, it really is. It's it's magical. It's by far my favorite recorded drum solo, and I still listen to it mm-hmm. often. You know, I, I I honestly can say I bet you I listen to Kiss Alive at least once a month. Right? Easy. That's just my go-to when everything else is. Mm-hmm. You know, classic. It is. It is. It's. It's. It was life changing, and it still, still is. Smell it as I opened it. What's that? I can still smell it when I opened it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great stuff, Lisa. You haven't been participating. Are you just what's going on over there? I am listening and taking it all in. Oh, good. Okay. It's true. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I don't have to participate. I can listen. You got to give done, us a classic been... Lisa moment. Come on, do something to make a Lisa moment here. No, no, no. This is the beginning of the year. You got to pace that out. Well, Lisa, did you watch? Did you watch the uh, the Winter Classic? Yes, I did. And it was pretty cool. It was. I thought it was fantastic, but you know how it ends in the end. So yes, it was a good game, though. I watched the. I watched the whole thing. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was a great game. Yeah, I did too. Sorry, I'm just being quiet and listening. Jeez. You're just being cute. That much? Wow. We talk, they look at you. So it's all good. <laughs> just listening. What else good thing? All right. Well, well, Billy, Billy, where, where, where can people find out more about 
Buck Cherry, Jet Boy, your guitar business. Pimp yourself out here, man. Yeah, of course, buckcherry.com, uh, jetboyrocks.com, and then rockandrollrelics.net, and it's R-O-C-K, and then N is in Nazareth, R-O-L-L-R-E-L-I-C-S.net. Okay. And of course, all the show, social media, Facebooks and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And get out and see that double bill oh, tour. What's that? I said, get out and see that double bill this spring. Yeah, yeah. I don't know all the dates where they are offhand, but uh, person uh, shows. Yeah, are we playing for us in the Atlanta area? They'll be here March twenty sixth. That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And our Atlanta right. boy, Rob Hammersmith. That's right. I love Rob. Love, love some Rob. Uh, he's got a love for old Honda motorcycles like I do. <laughs> love Rob. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Billy, did we ever ask you the the infamous three sides question? I'm sure we oh, did. is that the Vinnie Vincent one? Yeah, <laughs> did we ask you that before? I, I think so. Wait a minute. I mean, so you know, it doesn't hurt to revisit. Yeah, yeah, just, just because it'll probably piss off some fan. So, so yeah, did he save? Did, what, what do you what, what do you think? Did did Vinnie Vincent save Kiss? <laughs> did he save? I love this one. <laughs> I don't know which one of you guys think he did and didn't, but uh, did he? Mark Mark did? thinks he did. Mark thinks he did. Okay. With hold, with my asterisks, you I'm continue, a, I'm Billy. A, I'm a Vinnie Vincent fan. I got to say, I love Bruce, and I love Bruce is a friend. I love all that, but I was, you know, those records he was on, you know, I thought were uh, really kind of, it, it did bring Kiss back. Is it him that did it? Well, I can't really prove it. Of course that. not. Um, he's the last guy to wear makeup which I thought was pretty cool. And also creating his own character, especially filling the shoes of someone like Ace Freely, who is- is I thought thought Paul created that character. He did, but- He did, but as in, you know, Vinny wore it, he became that, you know, that the image of it was, uh, that was was a pretty, those are, that was a pretty big shoes to fill for them too. Billy, just so you know, my feelings are based on the fact that if Lick It Up had not, had that single had not had that songwriting he he wrote eight of the ten songs on it mm-hmm. wouldn't have happened because the song is what mattered yeah and and yeah but if it if, if it had that song and they were still wearing makeup it still wouldn't have happened yeah it's, but you but in the in the the long run the the number one thing is the song it always falls back to the song you're right michael had they released that with a as a full makeup record would have done nothing yeah it would have bombed like creatures did back then yeah but and, and, but and, but you know what time, time has a way of finding the excellence there's a reason that the creatures of the night box it is doing a hundred percent because people realized, holy shit, we we didn't give it the you know the due. Because, and, and I think you'll appreciate this this too, Billy. One of my one of my favorite records this is my top five of all time. Is the day they the debut Montrose record? Oh, that album's like the the Bible to me. Yeah, but that didn't sell where the shit when it came out. No, no. it took people to. Over years and decades, because I don't think that went platinum till the nineties. Oh, that's one of the that's the that's the best Van Halen record. <laughs> that, 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 that Montrose album started more bands than anything else out yeah. there. And that, Montrose, that and that's exactly that Montrose my point. band started right down the road from where you were at right now, Michael. Yeah. Yep. That's but that's exactly my point. Started. 
history yeah. found the greatness and, and it climbed from there. Yeah, and that's what's it. happening with Creatures of the Night right now. Yeah, I agree. Songs yeah. stand the test of time yeah. is what it comes down to. Yeah. Look at the, the current Kiss tour. You know, I Love It Loud and Lick It Up are staples. Yeah. I mean, for a reason. He didn't. He didn't save the band. You know. The band. Oh no! The, with, with, without question, Mark. Those. No, he added something to the band. There was. There was. Even though they had a bad, there was a chemist. There was a chemistry. Sometimes that negative and that. He added great songwriting, which yeah. I've never disputed that he he's not a great songwriter. But I think back to the original question: Did it literally save Kiss? Well, no, I don't think so. I think in in the simplest terms. Taking the makeup off is what saved them at that point in time. Because if the makeup they would have stayed taken on, the makeup off and not had the song, it would have been all for naught. Yeah, but the makeup had to come off, <laughs> and the song had to be written. Yeah, it, it, it seemed like it was time for it to come off. But at the same time, you could. I'm not a huge Vinnie Vincent fan, and the, those records, I don't really know. Oh, I don't like the records at all. I just like but, what he did in Kiss. But I know his his chemistry in Kiss is what created those songs and made them great, because when he was out of Kiss and when he did on his own, none of those songs were great. Oh, 100%. I, I, you know, I don't know if we'll ever know the real truth, but when he wrote with Gene and Paul and was in Kiss, whatever reins were put on him when it came to songwriting and performance worked it made it magical back then when those were gone and Vinny was let to do whatever he wanted on his album yeah it's 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 all gone that magic to me to me was completely gone yeah yeah yeah. it's that it's that too much you know it's like it's all about less is more yeah, exactly. So again, what, whatever happened when he was writing with Gene and Gene said, stop, no more, don't do this, or whatever was happening in the studio when, when Michael James Jackson would say, you know, no, reel it in, that's what made it work. Yeah, it was definitely a combo of that. I know Gene and Paul definitely come from the school of pop and great songwriting and crafting you know, yep. after songwriting and catchy and hooky. And so they, I'm sure they had a huge part of that, you know, just putting the right song. To be memorable. Hmm? You want, you want your music to be memorable. Yeah. yeah you want it. You want it, you know, you know, exactly. Follow the ball, the bouncing ball. It's, it's all about the melody and sing along, you know, out the song, oh, nothing honey, else. Honey, sugar, sugar, you know, That's pretty much what, what Ron Young was telling us a couple weeks ago. About the Blue Murder album. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, the Blue, Blue Murder album, great musicians without question, but there was no hooks. There was nothing there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's the hardest thing to do. Yep. Great songs. You could be the best musician of any instrument, but, you know, it's all Because at, at the end of the day, only so many pure musicians will buy an album because of the performance mm-hmm. and the players. The yeah. vast majority of the music buying audience back then yeah. could care less about that. Yeah. All they cared about was, is it a good song? Can I sing along? You know, does it, does it make a little hook in the back of your head that you can't stop singing it to yourself? That's yeah. all that mattered. 
I mean, that's why these bands that have one original guy or you got Journey with not even the original singer who was a huge part, but it's the songs of why people are buying tickets. Yep. Right. Brandon right. name and the songs. And that's always been my issue with, you know, artists like Ingve Nelmstein. It's not, it's not that I think he isn't a great a guitar player. It's just, I have no interest in that. I want the song. I want the pop sensibility, the lyrics, the melody, the hook. You know? I'm, I'm with you, Tommy. It's funny. The only Ingve stuff I really ever even got into was the stuff he did with Joel and Turner. Exactly. Joel, I was going to say that. Because Joel and Turner can sing a phone book ad like it. I mean, that well, guy yeah, is just guy, Yeah, and see, and that's what, that's what they need. And isn't that the same thing with Richie Blackmore? Didn't he say something like that to um, Joel and Turner? Like, I, we, we need to get on the radio. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, Richie Black. I, it's funny we 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 go to Richie, because Richie, how in the hell is, I mean, Rod Evans had a hit single. Obviously, Ian Gillen, David Coverdale, Glenn Hughes, um, uh, uh, Ronnie James Dio, Graham Bonnet, um, Jolyn Turner. Everybody I just mentioned came to your ears through one guy. That was Blackmore going. You know, I want that guy to sing. He gets no credit at all unfortunately um i will tell you just just as just just for me to have a little i just read that uh um a book called oh christ what the nasty piece of work blackmore is like my all-time favorite guitar player but i could not hate that guy anymore after reading about what a piece of shit that guy is <laughs> god that just bothered me because i'm i look I love his playing so much oh, yeah. because not only can Richie play <clears> the <throat> blues and classical and this, the tone and the, just everything. I mean, his improv, improv, his improv skills are like second to none, but man, what a bastard. <laughs> you know, well, and that's, yeah. And that's unfortunate, you know? But, yeah. That's too bad. But uh, that, uh, that does happen. Billy, were you ever much of a Blackmore fan? <clears throat> yeah, I was. I was. I was pretty into you know Deep Purple and Rainbow, all, all the eras, you know, for sure. Yeah, Dio. Just, I mean, it, it's hard to pick the. I would go for me. It would be the the Dio and and the Grand Bonnet record. Grand Bonnet records. It kind of gets lost in the shuffle at times. It does, but that had the, one of the biggest singles, and of course, it was written by Russ Ballard. Yes, but that was it. That was something he went to Ronnie James Dean. I was like, no, we're doing. We're getting rid of the you know the rainbows and the. Right. dragons and stuff and we're gonna go since you've been gone they got on the you got on the radio <laughs> yep. exactly yep. what we're saying pop and you know it was a cover i mean not even a cover i guess it was written for them yep. right? it was written yeah it was the same guy who for you for you kiss fans same guy who wrote uh new york and covered quite a bit actually they i think it's a well covered song since you've been gone yeah great stuff man but mm -hmm. uh another one that's gonna be on a cover record coming up <laughs> oh really ah not to not to leak another, but that is another one. That's pretty nice. Pretty true to form, but it's good. It's it's that's a great song. I always love Cozy's part on that too. He just oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. his drum sound is just underrated drummer. You don't have enough people talking about Cozy Powell. Well, you know, not in my world, but I can maybe see that. You know, um, to well, yeah, non because dr drummers love the guy, and he's always right. at the top of the lists. But you're right, general in the general. Generally, you know, yeah, you don't hear. You don't hear his name as much as 
Tommy Aldridge, and he's just as important. Yeah, all, are you kidding me? That's uh, all those guys, um, you know, from that era are just the, the, the biggest monsters of the monster. I mean, those oh, are yeah, yeah. They all, I was lucky. I, I got to I got to meet Tommy. I went to one of his drum clinics and stuff. Mm -hmm. Just an old Texas boy, man. What a what a yeah. good guy. He was very, very friendly, very uh, forthcoming. What a nice man. You watch that video, the new thing of him breaking down. Uh, yeah. The yes. And the, the weird part is because. I, I like that he gave Lee Kerslake his due on those. Yeah, he but did. he did. But he did hot rod those songs. Oh, he hot rodded them up. Yeah, for sure. Yes. So I was yeah. really happy. Yeah, that was that's about as respectfully done as it, it as it could be. And 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 again, that goes back to what I said. You know, just I've only met him the one time, but what a gentleman he was. And it was nice to see that he didn't take credit for for that. I mean, it is Lee's work, but he took it and went. Here's how I'm gonna. Play it. and he really you know we really did hot rod that stuff all yeah, that stuff really he, he wrapped it up a bit definitely i will tell you i was kind of bummed he didn't bring up bob daisley though in the songwriting he just gave it all to randy Rhodes. if that's just something i noticed i picked it up yeah and i'm like yeah, I, mean, eh. I don't know i mean bob wrote most of that stuff yeah i know i know it wasn't just uh it wasn't just randy that's no. a whole nother thing have you ever read his book that uh no. i should read gotta it. get that yeah, got to get that he one. Some innovative stuff for its time. Yeah, well, Bob Daisley. I mean, look, I love Ozzy. Ozzy's the biggest phony when it comes. You know, his name's in the songwriting credits. He didn't write songs. Fucking, that's you know, all whoever was you know. I I, I tell you what, when we get together, I can share some really good stories. Stuff I can't talk about here. Yeah. <laughs> but, um. Uh, yeah. That's, that's, I, honestly, uh, didn't write much. He's. He's. Yeah. Even with Sabbath, I mean, it was Geezer. You know. Yeah, it was. Oh, you know. Don't get me wrong. Our, uh, our generation, Elvis, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. He had somebody writing him, and uh, you know, yeah. you're going to do this, and, and don't get me wrong. Was, I'm not taking anything away from him, but you know, yeah. songwriting wasn't his. His. Wasn't you know. His thing. No. He had the voice. Yes, the voice and the look. He was blessed with that. He had the personality yeah. and the voice, yeah. which for a front man, honestly, that's what the crowd is coming for. Yeah. And as for as much as I can't stand her, got to give it up to Sharon. She bullied her way to the top with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I, again, I don't like a lot of the things she's done and said. Not that it matters, but. You know, it's kind of like when you start taking the onion, you know, the peel it back, you start going, oh, man, there's just some not very nice things being done, <laughs> uh, you know, and you see them. At just, again, it goes back to, like I said, I was reading, uh, you know, that book and I, I read it because I mean, I'm such a big fan of Deep Purple and Richie and just all the stories in there and just what a jerk, hmm. you know, and it just, uh, it just bothered me. <laughs> not enough to not listen to him, but I was like, you got to separate the art from, the, you know, yeah, he's a jerk, but yeah, sometimes you got I've heard that about him, but it's, it's, it's goes with anything in love, you know, it could be somebody that you work with, you know. <laughs> so. Well, you know, go back to Kiss that, you know, they, they didn't call Peter Chris, you know, Ayatollah Criscola for nothing. I mean, he was yeah. a miserable, mean, nasty guy there for a while, you know, just this is what it is. I mean, there's Mark. Casting clouds on Sunny again. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> well, uh, it, it is uh, getting to be dinner time here. Is, I was going to say, is it time uh, to feed? Uh, is it feeding time at the Chikini House? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mark, the demon. 
Is it, it ain't midnight there yet. No, no, no. Actually, Liz is out with one of her best friends. Um, uh, so I'm on my own for dinner, but uh, it's been a, a long, crazy. Anybody here in the Midwest, it has just been one of them days, just been raining and cold and crappy. Just yeah, I mean, it's raining and cold here. It's all, you know, not as cold as there, but. Yeah, I, I, good friends of mine were at Disneyland and they, they're, they're like, we came all the way here for this. I guess it was it's raining. Yeah. Yes, the raining. What are you going to well, do? You know, well, the next cruise, baby, we'll all get on that so we all can meet you at midnight. There you go. Midnight you bacon. Go. Midnight bacon. <laughs> hey, it's bacon there. fest. I tell you, that's one of the best places to be on that cruise, too. And it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, especially when a lot, of, a lot of people go to bed because then it's kind of quiet. You can sit around and just kind of talk and, you know, uh-huh. it's nice. Yeah, it is. That is a relaxing time right there it's you know you can just kind of and, and people are coming in and out um you know it's just it's just a lot of fun you know so anyways Mike. all right let billy there? we we gotta we gotta feed mark before he gets hang, yes, hang, angry on us billy it's that. always it's always a pleasure having you and you oh, are nice. you are welcome back anytime we should definitely have you come on after you visit mark's cave to get yes. a reaction from somebody who hopefully survived. Yeah. Oh, Remember, it'd be, it'd be, just send us your safe word. It's okay. I'll, we got I'll you. Bring, <laughs> I'll, I'll bring a flare gun with me. Yeah, and say, <laughs> yeah, safe word. And realize that your your internet will stop working when you get into his house. And that's not a good thing. Maybe we could time it where I have time. We could do a special report from Mark's for uh, three Yeah. Years. Oh, yeah. Awesome. oh, my well, God. That would be so cool. I, yeah. I haven't seen your day because you guys are here on a Wednesday. If you happen to get in a day early, you should come over and do two. Well, I don't know what yeah. your schedule is. Yeah. We're not we're not close. We're pretty close to where you you're, you're yeah, like, you're only about a half an hour from uh, yeah, from okay. venue from my house. Yeah, cool. far but just put a, put some food in your pocket so if Mark gets grumpy while you're down there, you can throw right. some snacks out at him and calm him down. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> or drop him on my way there so I have my uh, Brady Bunch. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can't because you, you can't put out breadcrumbs to remember where you came from because he'll just eat them all. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mark. Uh, oh we love them it's all a good time right billy once again thank you so much man this was uh, always a pleasure yeah always thanks billy good times yes thank you you have something to say leave a voicemail or send us a text message call 320-515-47 billy's always fun to have on always fun he loves his rock and roll yep he he does He's, he's and he's just he's one of us that's what's so cool. But it's still fun to watch Mark go fanboy on somebody who's just one of us. Well, yeah. I thought, thought my fanboy niche was, was kind Mark of reined in. On anybody. Sorry. Right. Yeah, it's not, yeah. It, it, you know, he, he was very good today, I thought. Just a geeky just, music fan, just like you guys are. That's why you're fucking yeah. watching the show, for Christ's sake. Mark, but just do us a favor. Don't do anything freaky and scary to Billy when he comes to visit. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Don't want to read about it in the newspaper the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Her Claire misses Gaggy. Jerry goes on for show missing guitarist. He was last seen heading in a car with a big guy in white hair and a beard. <laughs> hey, that's Santa. 
<laughs> and I kept my light on, which I shouldn't have done, but uh, I just hate that huge glare on there. It just looks terrible. It's all right. Yeah, but it's nice we can actually see your look face. At, look at Mark. He's so vain. You're still sexy. <laughs> all right, let's wrap this up. I want to fucking go eat. Man. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Home, home, homework. Um, Check out Jet Boy. Check out um, Fuck Cherry if you haven't. Let us know what you like. You know, just a Buck Cherry story. Or just yeah, did you did you see you, Buck Cherry on the Kiss to, Cruise? Hold on, go listen to Hellbound, the the new record. Because if you give them the catalog, they may get lost. Just yeah. that's the hold latest on. one. It's dynamite. Again, that was no bullshit. What time? I, I, I think we were in Florida or something. I'm like, I don't know if it was on my iPod or you were playing. Or we were talking. And I'm like, oh yeah. New fucking Buck Cherry is just the shit. We're, <laughs> both of us individually were going, we're just totally fucking going crazy on this record. And then when one of us brought it up, the other one was like, oh my God, I play it fucking constantly. It, 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 inst- instantly, there were two boners in the front seat of the car. <laughs> <laughs> Boneheads, maybe. But, uh... <laughs> Boneheads with boners. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's how, that's how genuine that is i mean we're both big fans of that band yeah. you know yeah, and i know lisa loves them too it's funny i do like buck cherry yep. my wife absolutely loves buck cherry it's one of those bands that we agree on like nice. i can put buck cherry on at any time and it's like okay like if i put on whatever you know whatever i put she's like oh do we have to listen to that again never with buck cherry buck cherry's like okay or she's like you just put buck cherry on and then we're good <laughs> I mean, well, I'm so excited she, to see them when they come. You know, I mean, that'll be a good show. Yeah, I'm gonna my my resolution for 2023 is to get out and go see more yeah. bands. I have just I've been lazy. You know, that's funny. That's been my resolution since 1980. <laughs> I know, but it's it's so bad since, because since like, Mark made out with the first girl at a concert. Oh yeah, that's right. I was thinking that. I was thinking that. That was actually he, he's like I can do this at every concert. I'm going every time there's a band. The bar is raised real high. Oh my god, yes. All right, you guys know what your homework is. You know where to go to leave it. Um we have actually a guest next week, which I think is gonna be pretty interesting. This is somebody who um has designed KISS tour t-shirts for many decades going way back so um he's he's a huge kiss fan besides being a designer who's done a lot of work with them um so it should be a, a an interesting inside the business discussion love those yep um all right that's it everybody we will see you all next week voices for three sides of the coin provided by larry voice.com and by jessicamarsvoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.